Remember being in class learning about quadratic equations, trying to figure out when in the hell am I going to use this in my life? Meanwhile, after reaching adult status, you may have realized the teacher never going over personal finances, self-awareness, building relationships, or better yet, mental health. Today, we take a stab at self-educating ourselves on things we wish we knew growing up to better navigate this adulting life. Tune in now, because it's time to have a mental moment with Jaya and C. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just release and you feel far better within. A mental moment. moment. Hey, moment. All you need is a mental moment. moment. A mental moment. moment. With Jaya and C. All right, C. So we're just gonna we're just gonna dive on in, right? Okay, cool. And so. The first thing we want to address is learning how to save money and the importance of learning about consumer debt. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, speaking from experience, I did get a credit card when I was 18. I remember vividly walking in to the college that I was attending at the time and saying, oh my God, well, my dad used to talk about getting a credit card and how he had so many credit cards when he was young. I'm about to get one. So I consulted with my parents, did something that I do even to this day, and I got the card. What I did not know is how to save money to pay off the card, which is something that they just really need to say in college or just like (laughs) have a class or something. Because I like me talking to my parents, they oftentimes share with me, you know, like, you know, you've heard the stories back in the day when I was in school. Of course. (laughs) So... But it's interesting to hear of them in high school saying, you know, we had accounting classes for people who wanted to be accountants. We had um, coding classes for people who wanted to code. We had all Mm -hmm. these classes, seminars on how to save money, budgeting, finances, and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, I think at that point when they were growing up, getting their education, whether it was in high school or college, it was just so many more resources, which baffles me because we have so much more like, you know, 20, 30 years later, there's so much more available to everyone. So the right. fact that there's not that much, we have to, like, figure it out and s- literally search for classes on saving money and personal finances and understanding how to manage and budget your your money. We don't do, we don't have the opportunity to have those classes until we're adults, which is, I feel yeah. like, too late. Like, let my child know early 10 years old to create a habit is what i'm saying yeah i would say i'm not denying that the resources was not out there because we were both you me and c we were both in college what maybe was it 2012 Mm -hmm. so i don't think i'm not denying that the resources was not out there i think we were just not in the mindset of yeah we were naive you know wanting to yeah be financially competent. Mm-hmm. Um, could, I was. Saying, I, I know, man. I right. <laughs> I would think. But I said for me, I didn't get my first credit card until. Uh, I want to say about college as well. I don't remember how old, but I was. I shot away from it because I don't know. I just. I just heard negatives. So right. negative. Oh, you know, yeah. negatives. That's the um, opposite. I heard positives, but then no one told me about the negative yeah. that would occur if right? you don't pay your card off. <laughs> right. And I was just trying to avoid bills at the time because, mm-hmm. you know, my 
I wasn't at a point where I, you know, I could really lean on my mom for like financial support. So I was just doing what I could. So of course I worked, but you know, I, I did not learn the importance of saving. I was literally, you know, working to get by because I did have a few bills like I, and that's, that's the thing. Like my mom wasn't able to really like step in and help me financially. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like did things on my own. Pay my own phone bill, pay right. my own car insurance, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of fun stuff. But it wasn't that until later on, <laughs> right, right. It wasn't until later on that I kind of got a whiff of, you know, like the importance of saving, you know, how to, you know, properly manage mm-hmm. having you no know, credit card debt, things of that nature. Shoot, I'm still trying to get out of. I like literally want to like burn these credit cards. <laughs> right, I think every adult says, you know, I'm when I so take a over step, it. I'm throwing it in the trash. I'm shredding it. Right, up. I'm watching it burn. But no, it's it's actually you know we actually hear in our previous episode on generational wealth, mm-hmm. the the choice of having a credit card to build your credit score, or the choice of just you know pay it off cash and mm-hmm. obtain that type of wealth in whatever business venture you decide to get into. But for real though, I think now as millennials, we are so money conscious or, but you know, as young adults, I won't even say as millennials because I don't think we've ever not been money conscious, but mm-hmm. now as adults and young adults in our twenties, we're just like, hold up now, what's this card say? Who's billing me? Because it matters right. so much more. And I think exactly. having that type of discipline or, you know, learning that type of discipline early could save us from a lot of heartbreaks and a yes. lot of you know just i gotta take i gotta do this one for the team type of moment right. with your own finances yeah exactly all right the next question is when you're dating young and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket how do you stay serious with the idea that this may not work Mm-mm. so i think it depends on I guess the age bracket. Right. The uh, age bracket. Let's just think. In a school. sense. Because I mean, right. you have people who are dating at such a young age, whether that's middle school or I've been yeah. dating him since I was in the fifth grade. Like, that's not serious. It gets really serious. <laughs> we started to incorporate feelings and learning what feelings are in high school. Right. So right. let's hit him with the good old four years old. To, oh, Lord. To 17. Because let's be real. When we get into college... I'm not going to say all bets are off, but a lot of things change. For sure. Yeah. College. Yeah. So let me just start <laughs> with high school. I don't know. Like C was saying, you know, you kind of, when you get to high school, you know, different things start developing. Right. That's when you start to explore. Then, you know, you're influenced by the people around you. Mm-hmm. And so all those things really play a huge part. I won't say relationships in high school were a joke, but you know, like at that point in our lives, I think we just was not mature enough to know right. how to fully just kind of navigate through what goes on in a relationship. I think just mm-hmm. during that time, you know, you want to be the cute couple on, you know, at school. You want to, yeah, you know, show, <laughs> right, showcase these little cute things when holidays come to play. Or, I don't know, walking each other to class. Shoot, you yeah, know, that kind of thing. basic. Right. But I don't know. I think it's until we get to college to where 
things again things shift yeah. and so things get a little more deeper things get a little more serious life matters more when you're in college yeah. than when you're in high school believe it or not you right guys. believe right. it or not <laughs> yeah and this it's it's messy college can be messy yeah. college can be messy when it comes to dating or you know just trying to establish something with somebody yeah because um, new feelings ar- arise it's a lot of things mm-hmm. that we think we know while we're in high school but we do not have a clue because i mean think i have to think about these are people the people that are my friends now or not necessarily now but the the people who befriended me in college were people from all across the world yeah different lifestyles different upbringings and i just knew that whatever happened in high school was it like that Mm -hmm. there was no life after high school that was a (laughs) joke um right so there are and i commend those who are you know high school sweethearts because that still exists and that you know young love is still new and fresh for people who are experiencing it however mm-hmm. it's so many different factors so many different new emotions that are created interacting with people that you've never seen before that don't come from your background right. or have you know opposite come from opposite sides of whatever world they are from or live in or had to endure Mm -hmm. so all those are different factors and i think it shouldn't be a matter of oh this is never going to work um coming into a relationship whether that's young or whatever you consider young to you i mean but you know (laughs) like i think coming in with a foundation of let's just let's just enjoy each other And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, okay, cool. That's fine. But at least Mm -hmm. we put our all, like we gave it 100%. Because you never want to jump into a relationship with 50% on the table. Right. When the other person is giving 100, that's whack. Because it's going to stand the test of time. It's going to fold. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so with that mindset of this is not going to work, when I get, you know, the whole, when I get to college, man, everything going to be different. Well, you make it to college and realize, bruh, damn, I should have kept what I had. Facts. <laughs> so, if yeah. you just decide to enjoy the ride for what it is and not anticipate something greater coming, mm-hmm. then you appreciate what you have and not settle. I guess just listening to that gut feeling like, you know, if another person is giving you the signs, all the red flags, but you still want to pursue in some sort of way i think Mm -hmm. that's a big one as far as like not putting all your eggs in one basket just like you said what time do you have to waste and you know just really i don't know really getting to know self first um before you try to you know even consider and i was about to say entangling oh no but But getting involved with, but getting involved with you know another person really. So the next thing we want to address: How do you know what characteristics to look for in a husband or wife if sex is what's driving the relationship? Hmm. Now this one's deep. It is because my question to the listeners would be are you even considering marriage if sex is driving the relationship is Mm -hmm. that even a thought yeah because we go through like you can go through life 
haphazardly or just you know mindlessly is what I'm trying to say you can go through life mindlessly and it just falls whatever happens just falls in your lap so mm-hmm. I think the, the the moral of this conversation I can already see is what is your foundation like who are yeah. you at the core because if you're settling just to make someone else happy and eh, wrong try again <laughs> exactly yeah you know I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, are you really even considering marriage if that's what's, if that's what y'all started the relationship on? Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of what I mentioned in um, the last question, like getting to know self before mm-hmm. you even get, you know, tied into something with another person. We all have some, you know, skeletons in the closet and we really have to address those things so I think you have to get deeper with self to really figure out you know what it is about oh, no, ask I don't know, this. Like, what do you like about this person if the only thing mm-hmm. you like about this person is physical attraction you need to find another person or learn you <laughs> for, for seriously because there's there's underlying reasons as to how we navigate with you know with other, other people. people yeah right that's on a mental note I'm telling you. I don't know. I think it's it's deep. It's cuz sex can be messy and if, you know, if sex is like the driver, I mean, that's something personally you have to work through as to figuring out what it is that's just making that the main thing mm-hmm. or you keeping that connection. Force. Yeah. Like what did it like why is it why do you feel like you have to have sex so much to feel connected? Yeah. That's a mental health question that has to be broken down mm-hmm. to figure out the root of the problem before yeah. just saying well this is what we supposed to do or if don't go by i saw it on tv so that's what mm-hmm. it is or my friend told me so that's what it is no please no. have a better dig deeper on that and i think that's something thankfully that is not something that i personally can attest to but it also goes to you know don't just do something because my boyfriend told me or my girlfriend told me to do. Really figure out, is this something that I want to do? Does this, does this create happiness and joy within me? Yes. Because if it doesn't, then there needs to be some change so you can get to that point where you both are mutually agreeing to every decision that is being made right. on both fronts instead of one person running the show all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the next question we have is the power of communication. Like I said earlier, I feel like every question we have is built to figure out what your foundation is. Like figuring out true self mm-hmm. before, you know, you interact with different relationships that whether it's, you know, more than friends or just friends. So communication is the first, the first thing that every relationship yeah. should have. So the power mm-hmm. of communication, avoiding confrontation being surface level and caring what others think mm. so adulting adulting one-on-one like right. and no one's ever right <laughs> no one's ever really mentioned how important communication i don't know honestly i think we just we just bypassed it because other things were yes. important yes to be real with you yeah, and so that kind of led us to not be able to communicate at all. So we mm-hmm. avoid confrontation. We're super. We're surface level as hell. 
and yeah that last one caring what others think good lord like you know where do we begin with that it's like we avoid the confrontation whether that's between a friend or between someone more than a friend but then we mm-hmm. listen to what other people think because their opinions matter than whom we are friends with or in a relationship yeah. with which in my opinion is so freaking backwards true it's stories so, it makes no sense as an adult but as a child yeah. or and as a you know young adult i think by the between the ages of 10 and 13 when you become a teenager mm-hmm. that's pivotal moments in your life where you're hearing more information from children from your peers yeah. Exactly. And so you're learning at that age, well, he says this, and I think he's smarter than me, which is a no-no. You should be the smartest. Even if you're not, you should always think you are. But <laughs> it's just exactly. self-confidence 101. <laughs> okay. But it's like you hear from your other peers, you're interacting with more friends. And so that's the start of caring what other people think. And so those habits matriculate Mm -hmm. over time so now you're 16 17 years old you're introduced to you know young love or young life as our parents would possibly say and so but caring what people think that's a habit that's been trained just like financial literacy we never learned that habit to the extent that was possibly learned now or maybe we're still Mm -hmm. learning it but it's a habit that we have to continue to train and it's crazy how the negative habits come so naturally, but then the positive habits, we struggle so hard to get. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Like, all all three of these things, it we have to learn it in some sort of way or fashion. Right. And I won't say that <clears throat> we just completely just did not learn it. I think, again, it comes with the mindset of being open to receiving. Right. And so we may just not have listened I think with avoiding confrontation, it depends on, you know, upbringing. Like, I'm getting psychological here, but, you know, as a child, if your parent was, you know, just kind of like yelling at you, criticizing you, downing you as a child, I think that's where that avoidance of confrontation comes from Mm -hmm. because we were nervous because we got ridiculed as a child. It's kind of just has progressed as we got older. Um, same with being surface level you know you kind of that's a part of avoiding that confrontation you know you try to not stir up anything so you stay surface level and like again that grows over time and back to caring what others think like I don't know that's just like that continuous cycle of communicating as a whole right so we touched on quite a few things and what we want to touch on next is Is self-education more important than formal education Mm. and being knowledgeable about trade school and how important it is to obtain a reliable skill set? So, okay, that's not that bad to tackle. I'll say this. (laughs) Um, It's not. I'll say this. Because I received formal education and even an added bonus was attending an HBCU, Shout out to Spelman College. I feel like that made self-educating key in me doing my own research in terms of self-educating myself on things that I did not know or that they did not teach me while I was there. But I've had a 
once again, this is a famous word. I had a foundation to lean on or to stand on, um, actually, that guided me. I was I knew how to research. I, I learned how to properly obtain data and information. So when it came to educating myself on things that weren't that I didn't know or wasn't taught, I wasn't just mindlessly wandering off, you know, trying to find my way. I knew exactly where to go or how to get there or who to talk to to get the information. Yeah. And I think that's key because the internet is filled and you know, social media, the internet, everything. People mm-hmm. they claim they know, but they really don't have no idea. And they're just finessing. <laughs> the art of finesse uh-huh. is so real. It's so strong. So <laughs> I think it's and whatever you do, because it may be money or the time it takes to obtain that formal education, whether that's three years, four years, seven years, whatever. I think that's a decision that you personally need to make because it is it is your life that's enduring positively or negatively, whatever you decide to embark on. But I think it's also to that and knowing what time or money you have made available for you and what you want to do, that self-education goes hand in hand with figuring out if you want a formal education or if you want to go to trade school. Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, cool. Formal education is too many years and I won't get the knowledge or the the experience that I need that I would get in a trade school for two years with half the money being spent. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's everything is needed. One is not greater than the other. It's just choosing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Self-education is no greater than formal education and vice versa. Like, I think we all, you know, it just depends on the type of person that you are. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people, sometimes college is not for, you know, everyone. Everyone, right. You know, some people are just kind of just self-starters. So they're more into, you know, being an entrepreneur. And we're not knocking neither route. Like, they're both highly beneficial. And depending on the route you want to take, you know, schooling is necessary. And like I said, if you're a self-starter, don't even waste your time or money going to school if if you're not truly interested. Right. Um, Research. Do your own research online. Exactly. Like, I think right now, being an entrepreneur is at an all-time high. It's, it's, it's phenomenal to see. So you have people who, you got the ladies who's able to do hair. You got the ladies that's able to do nails, barbers. I mean, like, there's so many hustles. I've never seen it. I've right. never seen it like this. Different, you know, and it a hustle actually turns into an occupation, a career, a passion. It sure um, can. And I think, well, I, I know, you know, being in this global pandemic financially, there's so many... Sh- constraints or pulls at at us financially I think it's very important while we have this time to to ourselves or with our families or whomever to learn a skill set really hone into okay what do I like to do what comes easy what is natural to me where I don't have to think twice about it or what is an app what avenue do I want to go in that I feel my time is valued in that avenue because I'm able my return is greater than the Mm -hmm. time that is being spent Mm -hmm. and because we have time 
time is not something that we have to worry about. Well, I won't say for everyone, but for majority of us, that's not yeah. something that is of issue. It's able to focus on other skill sets. I think you we should all have a skill set that is essential, an essential yes. skill set. So okay. that if any issues happen, we're not without. We're like, okay, okay, I can't teach, you know? So let me mm-hmm. do hair. I've mm-hmm. learned how to, you know, let me do somebody's eyebrows or, you know, things that people yep. need. Yeah. <laughs> let me become a mechanic. Let me learn exactly. the skill set of that, you know? So, and you appreciate even more when you spend your money on on those essentials when you're going searching the mechanics. You appreciate it more when you have to get that service done and you can feed out the BS because it's like, oh no, you're not going to charge me this much because I know how much that service is. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you can weed yeah. out different different issues mm-hmm. um, because you have acquired that research and you've educated yourself. I think that goes hand right. in hand. I guess we can close out with the most important question of them all, Jaya. Mm-hmm. You can answer this one. <laughs> the importance of therapy as an adolescent. Oh, I think over time I've just I've just seen how important therapy is and how much it's needed mm-hmm. because you know I'm in I'm in the field. I'm a therapist, so I can I definitely see on a daily basis, you know the light in people's eyes when they finally made some sort of stepping stone in their life that they may have they may have needed help with overcoming or you know battling an addiction you know you know just I don't know like anything of that nature like communicating coping I don't know it's very rewarding as far as you know the the positive things that comes out of therapy right and so, I mean, all in all, I would say, regardless if you've been through something or not, get it, mm-hmm. invest in it. You know, like we spend a lot of time investing in our hair, nails, things to look good, but like mentally, yeah, we're right. like, yeah. yeah, one thing like we That's can do, point. you know, to invest in ourselves. And you don't ha- necessarily have to go to therapy every week, you know, depending on where you are in your life, but you may benefit from it twice a month, once a month. You have options. You have different avenues, uh, different avenues to take those options. But mm-hmm. I would say everyone who's listening, try to invest in it. Try it out. There's different resources out there. You know, just to find a good one. You know, it may take a few times to you know find a good fit. But I mean, that's with anything. Whether it's the barber, where it's the hairstylist, right, like you know. Right. <laughs> Um, it's a healthy investment as far when when you think of therapy and you know just really improving that mental because I think we all have some ways we some things we can improve on. No, so I, I do. Say, <laughs> same here. Same here. Well, I would say the takeaway on this episode is take life a day at a time, but always learn something new. Like, who's to say that you can't reinvent yourself? And if I could do it all over again, I definitely would take advantage of every moment that I had in educating myself. Yeah. What about you, Jaya? What's your takeaway? Takeaway for me, I would say, I would say live life. Like C said, have no regrets. Mm -hmm. But, 
you know, allow yourself to learn in those different moments because that's how that's what builds our muscle, making those mistakes and learning right. from muscle them. memory. Thank you for tuning in to a Mental Moment Podcast with Jaya and C. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Mental Moment Podcast. And as always, we love to chat with you on Twitter and hear how you've enjoyed the show at underscore Mental Moment. A Mental Moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just release and you feel far better within. A Mental Moment. Moment. Hey, a mental moment, a mental moment with Jaya and C.